<laughs> in my utopian world, I would like to think that there is no one out there that is oppositional to me, like someone who is antagonistic, hostile, and really does not care for my existence in any way. But who am I kidding? This utopian world isn't real. And while I choose to think that everyone loves me... <laughs> Gosh, there are some who love in your face and attack you in your back, right? Sometimes they attack you spiritually and mentally too. Those are the worst kinds of attacks you can you, you get. You cannot see it. It is just felt. So today, after circling around this topic from Matthew chapter 5, I want you and me to be different, dear sister. Let's see how we can embrace the power of prayer where unfriendly encounters are concerned. After all, the Bible does inform us that we fight against things we cannot see. So if you're ready, come on in. Let's go. I love, 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 love this topic. It has been a moment, a, a time that I've been like, ah, oh, when do I get to talk about it? And here we are. So hi, dear sister. Thank you for listening. This is Kate A. Kokadesi, and it is great to have you listening. What I aim to do with this podcast and the wider ministry of I Am Free Woman is to help you heal and transform your heart and mind as you choose to live free in Christ every day. I believe healing is our choice, and once we embrace that process, we can truly heal others as we are healed. So I say, heal people, heal people. <laughs> Listen, I have a personal shout out, not because I know this person, but maybe I do. I don't know. The name sounds so familiar, but because for the first time, we are shouting out a brother, right? I'm shouting out a brother on this show. <laughs> I want to shout out Kojo Abaka Phillips from following us on Instagram and also supporting us. I told you all we have brothers listening too. So thanks you. Thanks so much, Kojo, for following us. And I thank you so much for your support here. And that really warms my heart greatly. This podcast is me and you, dear sister, dear brother, navigating the world of healing the heart and mind by integrating faith and well-being tools to activate your spiritual, emotional, mental, physical, sexual, financial healing and well-being. I bring the parts of me that are healed and the parts that are still healing, along with important, may I say that again, important friends I will invite to sit with me and sit with us as we discuss and share compelling stories of freedom. <laughs> Walking the rich and beautiful life of faith plus being your authentic godly self can sometimes be so tricky. Choose to Live Free podcast is my way of making faith work plus healing plus everything in between about life and living it relatable and joy-filled. <laughs> So welcome, welcome, welcome. We all need people. And if you have been listening to the podcast for a while, I want to say thank you from the bottom, from the depths of my heart. So on to the show. So pray for your enemies, right? Pray for your friend enemies. I'm not sure why you decided to listen to this podcast episode today, but if you're anything like me in your relationship with Jesus, the practices that he encourages us to engage in cannot be done on a whim and in the flesh, okay? <laughs> Seriously, like you have been, you have to die to yourself every day, for example, 
Hold your tongue when you really want to speak. Humble yourself when you have every right to be all up in your feelings. Yes. Give when you know you need that money for that which makes you happy and so on. Oof. If you have gotten this practice down path, such as praying for your enemies, please don't judge those of us who may need to walk through a few steps every time to get to the place of just doing it. <laughs> so I want to start with the usual. Let's look at some terms or words. The first one is enemy. As I explained in my intro, this is someone that is antagonistic, hostile towards you and you towards them. <laughs> you towards them. Listen, I'll talk more about that. A person who is actively opposed or hostile to someone or something. Another definition is something or someone that blocks progress or success. Have you, have you heard enemies of progress, killjoys? <laughs> A person who feels hatred for fosters harmful designs against or engages in antagonistic activities against another, an adversary or opponent. I am just tired reading this, y'all. There are also physical enemies, right? These are the, the physical enemies like people intentionally causing bodily harm and injury to you, your environment, your home, your country, and so on. Listen, the enemy we are focusing on today are more so spiritual in nature, where it is not taken care of, and if not taken care of, can impose physical and emotional harm, even financial harm on a person. Okay, so let me say this right here. For as much as you may think that some people out there may not like you and may wish ill will towards you, how our mind can construct and work against our peace sometimes is through that. It just thinks these things, right? You must also be realistic and recognize that there is someone out there whose mind may be thinking the same of you. Oof. As in, you are their enemy. That doesn't that hurt when you, when you kind of think about it that way, that there is someone out there who thinks I'm their enemy. Oh my gosh. In this community, I want to think that no one out there regards any of us as their enemy. But that's the utopian wishful thinking, right? And we just need to be more realistic. So today we are going to work on us as well. Side note, someone once said, for as much as you point your finger at that person over there, remember there are three pointing fingers back at you. Since then, I make it a practice not to accuse without surety and evidence. But for the purposes of today's lesson, let's just be of the mindset that you are not an enemy to anyone out there. <laughs> You're not. You're really not. <laughs> okay, coaching conversation moment. So, if you truly hear in your heart a discomfort that says you need to forgive, apologize, or even reach out to someone who hurt you, hmm, ask yourself what is that discomfort and why is it creeping up in you as you're listening to this episode? Yes. The next word is frenemies. Ah. <sighs> This is a person or group that is friendly towards another person because the relationship brings benefits, but then harbors feelings of resentment or rivalry. Oof, there is a pretense and also deceit involved. As I am sharing this definition from dictionary.com, I'm already tired. Jeez, <laughs> who keeps frenemies? <laughs> So essentially, if we have ever felt any inkling of resentment, pretense, or deceit in our hearts towards someone else and still have them or have them around us, we are engaging in frenemy acts, okay? 
Mm-hmm, that hurts. Wow, no wonder we must be humble and say this to the Lord. Dear God, I am only human and I need you every day. That's a t-shirt. I might put on a t-shirt. <laughs> Look at the subtle way in which the heart gets sick. Just like that, you can get sick in your heart. So who keeps frenemies? We all do and have at one point in our lives or another. Just be honest with yourself now. Saul was not always keen on David. So now we are looking at 1 Samuel chapter 18, okay, to 1 Samuel chapter 31. Saul was not always keen on David. Their relationship could be one example of a frenemy type relationship. At times, Saul was jealous of David. At times, Saul needed David to calm his nerves or for political reasons. Sometimes Saul felt threatened by David and would rage against him. Very dramatic and full of evil spirit possession, I must say. Saul chooses to harbor anger, jealousy, ill will, and insecurities he has towards David, and that resentment lashes out in ways that were life-threatening to David, deteriorating to Saul's well-being, and very destructive to the kingdom. Keeping frenemies around, y'all, it's not healthy. It's really not. If you don't like the person, if there's something that the person has done and all that, find a way to resolve it. But just don't have this thing sitting in your heart where you kind of like them and you don't like them. And, you know, let Saul, let King Saul teach you a thing or two. It's a spirit and it is tormenting your heart and you need to let it go. Release it. While Saul viewed David as frenemy, David did not. Remember what I said earlier, that while you may not see yourself as an enemy of progress, someone out there right now in this moment might be thinking about you as an enemy. So even when you pray for your enemies, which we will be learning how to shortly, you must also pray for yourself that if anyone views you as their enemy, the Lord scatters their plans and reveals the hurts to you so you may work towards healing. Cover yourself, dear sister, dear brother. Cover yourself, your household in prayer as you open your heart to pray for those who are your enemies or frenemies. Another term to consider in this lesson today is thoughts. Your thoughts are created and formed in your mind from repeated references made about how you interpret your life and lived experiences. So for example, if you've had repeated traumatic experiences over time, the responses to these have created mind connections and are stored up somewhere in your mental system, both the unconscious and non-conscious, as Dr. Caroline Leaf explains it. Thoughts and feelings are valid, but not all thoughts and feelings need to be actioned. Yes, that is why the word the Bible encourages us to, number one, catch our thoughts and bring them under the obedience of Christ. And number two, renew our mind. And number three, live life by the spirit and not by the flesh. Just these three things, if you were to meditate on them, you can change your life. Our thoughts can help us sometimes and can harm us sometimes, to be honest with you. Sometimes we make judgments about people that are not true and sometimes we make assumptions and so on and so forth and we are truly just tormenting ourselves. Hmm. We ought to bring them all to Jesus every day. So in our thoughts, we can create stories and images about people, categorize them and even label them. Some may be friends and some may be haters, enemies, frenemies and so on. From these terms though, note that enemy is rooted in hate, which has a branch to envy and jealousy, 
while frenemy is rooted in resentment, which also has a branch to envy and jealousy. Wow. Both carry symptoms of unhealthy comparisons and rivalry, which your mind grabs onto and creates unhealthy connections. So then, how do we earnestly pray for our enemies, frenemies, haters, our thoughts against such acts? Hmm. Our first reaction to this type of practice might range from no to I will think about it to the imprecatory psalms that we oftentimes pray. Imprecatory psalms are the type of psalms where you are tempted to say things like, Declare them guilty, O Lord. Let their intrigues be their downfall. Banish them for their sins, for they have rebelled against you. And that's from Psalm chapter 5, verse 10. Another imprecatory psalm would be, Rise up, Lord, confront them, bring them down with your sword, and rescue me from the wicked. <laughs> and that is from Psalm 17, verse 13. Another imprecatory psalm will be, Pour out your wrath on the nations that do not acknowledge you, on the kingdoms that do not call on your name, and so on and so forth. Psalm 79. You, you get the picture of what I'm saying here. The book of Psalms has so many richness, good, and all that. But there's also these imprecatory Psalms. And I have heard so many people around me, close to me, and sometimes even relatives, point out these Psalms and use it in a vindictive kind of way as curses on other people. But here's the deal. According to GodQuestions.org, an imprecation is a curse that invokes misfortune upon someone. Imprecatory psalms are those in which the author imprecates, that is, he calls down calamity, destruction, and God's anger and judgment on his enemies. This type of psalm is found throughout the book of Psalms. The major imprecatory psalms would be Psalm 5, Psalm 10, Psalm 69, Psalm 58, Psalm 129, Psalm 140, and so on. When studying the imprecatory psalms, know that these psalms were not written out of vindictiveness or a need for personal vengeance. Maybe I should repeat that. They were not written out of vindictiveness or personal vengeance. Instead, they are prayers that keeps God's justice, sovereignty, and protection in mind. You have to know in your heart, in your mind, that the Lord that you serve is able to do all these things. But your heart is not leaning on hatred and praying these curses on these people that have hurt you. Because by doing so, you're really not holy or godly. You're just being like them. Okay, so next time when you're praying in the Psalms, you shouldn't pray these imprecatory Psalms with malicious, vindictive vengeance intent. You are seeking vengeance from the Lord. That is why harboring zero ill will and intent towards that person is important. When you say these Psalms in Psalm 5, Psalm 10, and so on, you are actually asking the Lord to do his will. But don't go to him with hurt and pain and pray these Psalms because it's not going to help you and it's really not helpful in your spirit. But hold up, scripture does warn us that our enemies are also not physical, right? In Ephesians, enemies start out as spirits, spiritual torment in a person, anger, resentment, greed, envy, jealousy, vying for power, and so on. 
It is when these go unattended in a person that we see these spirits manifesting in the souls of a human being and they can go as far as inflict physical pain. I want you to rewind and go back to that. When you see someone who is very malicious, very evil or something like that, and they end up acting that out in the, in the physical, hurting somebody. It started out inside of them. It started in their heart. It started somewhere within them before it manifested in the physical, okay? So that's what this is. So your enemies, that's why the Bible says that your enemies really are not what you see in the physical. It started way, way back, way, way back. That plant, that seed was planted and then it grew and it grew and it grew and it grew. So even when Saul view David as such, like an enemy. Notice it was all evil torment within Saul, right? When you think of someone as an enemy or frenemy, I want you to think about this critically. Can you assess your own thoughts and feelings deep within your heart? What if you're seeing them as an enemy and not the spiritual torment within them? Can you separate the two and pray against that spirit and not pray or curse the human? Wow. When I see or view someone as an enemy, truly, I am seeing a spiritual element manifesting in the physical. Whew, okay, that's, that's, yeah, that's powerful. So that is a lot of background information that we need to know about praying for our frenemies. Then how do we do that well? I will give you four practical pathways to prepare your heart and 11 ways to pray for your enemies and frenemies. These are steps and prayers that work for my heart and I pray it does for you too. Number one, this is the steps. The, four, the first ones are the four, the four steps that you need to prepare your heart. So number one, examine your heart and be honest with what's in there that no one sees but God. Yep. Step number two, acknowledge your humanity to God, expressing your hurt and pain. Here is surrender and yielding your heart to the Lord that you cannot do this in your own strength. Step number three, extend grace to yourself by asking the Lord to forgive you in any way you may have entered, entertained or harbored ill will, ill intent, etc. towards someone else. This forgiveness prayer ushers in the Holy Spirit. And that is step number four. Embrace the Holy Spirit to take over and posture your heart so that when you're praying with your for your enemies or for your frenemies, you pray earnestly, right? So now that you're ready to pray, what are some of the things? How do you pray? There are so many ways to do this. So you can start by simply asking the Lord to touch their heart. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You can ask the Lord to bless them. Do not repay evil for evil. If you are in your feelings, go back to steps number one through four and work on your heart posture or pray for their blessing through the hurt till God heals your wounds. Personally, I found it easier when I worked on my heart posture from steps one through four first, and it truly set my heart free for me to pray these other prayers. Another way to pray is to ask God to forgive them. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That is such a powerful thing to say. Another way is to ask God to help you forgive them. If you forgive others who hurt you, then your heavenly father will also forgive you. Another way is to ask the Lord to give them unmerited favor, which is grace and it is sufficient, right? Whew, yes. Another way is to ask God to love the person to act in accordance to his will. 
God works in us to will and act, right? Another way is to ask God to help you treat them with kindness. Hoo-wee! Yes, love your enemies. Ask God to help them heal their traumas, wounds, hurts, that they confess their sins to one another, right? Another way is to ask God to help them open their hearts to him. Ooh, the salvation, right? Come to me, all who are weary. Hmm. Another way is to ask God to take control of the situation because we do not have the tendency, because we do have the tendency to work it out on our, by our strength and in our own selves and to do it all by ourselves. And we are stressed and all that, right? But you can definitely ask God to do it for you. Do not repay evil for evil. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I will repay. And lastly, pray that God continues to turn your heart towards him anytime the thoughts of the event, the situation, the experience creeps back up in your heart. And trust me, they will. I have moments right now in my life where the hurts from my childhood and mistreatment and all those things will creep up in my heart. And I have to actively pray against them because if I don't and I entertain those thoughts, it's going to cause just grave mental health crises in me, panic attacks, all that stuff. So we have to keep praying and stay prayed up. Okay. Have I prayed up? Yeah. Have I prayed every single prayer about this Probably no. Have I done everything that I'm supposed to do with these steps? The first four, I will say yes in terms of posturing my heart. In terms of the other prayers, the types of prayers and how to pray these prayers, I mean, how you pray when it comes to your enemies, like blessing them or praying that the Lord gives them favor and stuff like that. These are going to be things that you will have to continuously do so that his blessing will make your heart rich and it will add no sorrow. Honestly and candidly, I am still a work in process and a work in progress, okay? (laughs) There is no rush. And because we are working with souls and all that, you have to bear in mind there are feelings, there are things, there are thoughts, right? You are not wood. You are not a log. You are human with blood running through your veins. So this is not a rush, rush process where it's like, give me all the steps and I'll do steps one to five and I'll be fine. Like I said before, sometimes my heart will hear things and it will remember things and I have to actively pray. There are repeated cycles of thoughts that must be broken or reconstructed about life experiences. And this is what you do when you go to therapy, when you go to coaching, when you go to counseling, however you seek help. So don't get me wrong. I'm not just saying just do this because you have to. I am encouraging you to make this part of your godliness and practice because it heals, it helps, it sets your heart free. Take these one step at a time for steps one through four, and then each prayer one at a time. Some days you may be compelled to pray about blessings. Another time you may want to pray for their salvation. No matter where you are convicted and compelled to start, just start and leave the outcome to God. Okay, so that's a lot to noodle on. Seriously, I have to work. I have work to do, especially, and I know you do too. Like my heart is constantly cycling through pain, cycling through 
things from my childhood, all the pain and all the hurt. And I have to constant, constantly and consistently position my heart to forgive over and over and over again. Even in those moments where I felt like I was never accepted as a child and all those things and the people are still around me, I have to constantly pray against those. But here's the beauty when healing with Jesus. It's not a race. It is a lifestyle of daily, continuous, small, godly spiritual habits that compound to reap massive results in your heart, your mind, your overall life and health. So here are three thoughts for you today. Enemies, frenemies. Note that enemy is rooted in hate, which has a branch to envy and jealousy. Frenemy is rooted in resentment, which also has a branch to envy and jealousy. Both carry symptoms of unhealthy comparisons and rivalry, which your mind grabs onto and creates unhealthy connections. While the fight and burden may feel physical, the true enemy started spiritual first and seeped into the mental, emotional, and physical, and so on. Thought number two, when you pray imprecatory psalms, do so from a posture of humility, compassion, and surrender to how the Lord will vindicate you, not how you want the Lord to proceed on your behalf. (laughs) Focus on your heart posture and invite the Lord's holy work in you. Pray and forget. God will do what he does best. Take your time, thought number three, take your time exploring where your heart is in each season when you encounter conflicts, disagreements with people, friendships that break up, and so on. Your process might begin in love and end in love. It should, but it is hard to do this when your heart is hurt and burdened, but when you pray out the junk in there, it creates room for God's saving, abiding grace and love to fill it. You can stand anywhere and be overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit that you begin blessing your enemy and frenemy, right? This practice takes time and intentionality to cultivate, notice, and celebrate the small wins as you walk through this process and progress. Here are your three words for today. Godliness, intentional, and an acronym. Ego, extend grace on. That's a t-shirt and it's coming. (laughs) Three actions for you today. Please rate, review podcast if it is blessing you. I want other people to hear about this. I want people's hearts to be healed and it can be done by you sharing with a heart that wants to share by you, you know, inviting people to listen and so on and so forth. If you want to, you can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, wherever, but pass this on because I know your heart will thank you and others' hearts will thank them as well. Action number two, answer these questions. Question number one, where in my heart do I feel discomfort towards someone today? Question number two, say a prayer. It's more like an action. Say a prayer inviting the Holy Spirit to fill you and help you with the next steps. And question number three, or more so an action, pray for someone who has hurt you. Mm. 
Action number three, join our Dear Sister community by signing up or subscribing to our newsletter at IamFreeWoman.org. Y'all, I have so much to tell y'all, but I can't say much because it is still a work in progress, but there is so much change coming for I Am Free Woman Ministries, and I can't wait for what the Lord is doing. I posted something on Instagram to say today that says, little bold steps of faith, and that is exactly the kind of change that is coming to the ministry and I am looking forward to the day when we can share it with everyone in our community and where we can start truly boasting and living this freedom that he has called us to. It is always a great time walking in my purpose of teaching and building others up in the ways of God. I have tasted it and I know in my heart this is where peace and joy reside. Living free is everyday godly decisions that frees your heart and mind, feeds your heart and mind, and focuses your heart and mind. Listen, my heart is full. I hope yours is too, dear sister. I want us to be different, listen, and live in the fullness of our callings. I am so happy that I get to walk in my purpose to help so many people live joyfully free and walk in theirs as well. There is work to do in transforming our hearts and mind, and it is one heartbeat at a time. So let's choose to be free. Let's choose to stay free. Let's choose to live free, being faithfully renewed, encouraged, exceptional women and men of God. This is Kate, your Chief Joy Activator. Until next time, may God's goodness and mercy follow you always. Remember, heal people, heal people. So go out there and heal someone today. Choose to live free. I love you. Bye. <laughs>